Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of In the Trenches, a podcast about responsive learning experience design, where we discuss how to design and deliver flexible course content in a variety of modalities, settings, and situations. I'm Eric Ward, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mike Vanderpool. In this episode, we continue our discussion about naming and defining course elements. Last time we discussed naming course content elements. This time we discussed naming activities, assessments, and other course elements that we have learners perform. Let's get to the show. Hey Mike, how is it going today? Mr. Ward, it is a beautiful day in Northwest Ohio. Yes, it is. In Northeast Ohio as well. We had a uh, pretty big thunderstorm for about 45 minutes, but the rest of the day has been great and it's sunny again. So, We've got some clouds, overcast. It's been pretty breezy, but in all honesty, it's been a pretty, I mean, we're still in spring, right? Or did summer yeah, start? started summer, yeah. A couple, a couple days. days ago, yeah. Um, but it's, it was a pretty nice spring and I think, um, yeah, my, my weeds are growing. <laughs> I just got my weeds this morning. <laughs> yep, yep, I hear you. I hear you. Well, we, uh, we made it through a very successful summit. So time to get back to our regularly scheduled programming here. Um, yes. Great. Summit. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. I'm still pumping out the content working on actually going to do a release um, here shortly. A uh, uh, video of the, all the day one video stuff and, and audio content that's going to be out hopefully um, tomorrow and then just chugging along. Uh, with parsing out the rest of it. Yeah, but but a great time. Um, I think the coolest thing, we'll talk about it for a second, is I'm doing a, a presentation uh, in Indonesia, or I mean virtually, but to a college in, in Indonesia. I think that's, you know, of all the things I thought would, would come of the summit, that was definitely not was on the not list on of the things. List. Right. But uh, I'm excited because I think there's an opportunity for us to kind of see what other people are doing. You know, other people have different ideas and different approaches and different systems. Um, we can always learn from just talking and hanging out with other people. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. And I encourage anybody listening to this one. We, we do have a couple of, we wrapped up a couple of the days. We had a podcast that wrapped up the summit, um, you know, worth a listen if you're, if you're interested in, in uh, you know, making plans for this fall or, you know, learning from the spring. So. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, I've included the sound. We've got a SoundCloud link that'll be shared out um, for the stuff from the summit during the day, but then I'll also share out a link to our stuff um, on the In the Trenches podcast as well in there. Thank you for reminding me for the recap of the day because I think yep. that's, that's yep. important. We'll put, uh, we'll put the SoundCloud link in the, in the show notes for this week too. So Sweet. That'll be cool great. Yeah. Cool. So we left off last time we were talking about naming things and uh, we, which is, which is super hard. Shouldn't be hard, but, but I mean, really it should be. I mean, but it's all about words matter, right? And and we talked about the material of a lesson, right? The, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the written content, the videos, those kinds of things. And um, I think we explicitly decided to. Um, we thought we were delusional enough to think we could get it all done in one podcast. I remember that. <laughs> we were. And then we came to our senses and divided out kind of content from assessments. So I think, you know, probably, you know, a good place to start is, you know, let's talk about assessment. So, um, you know, assuming, right, that, and I'm going to say it probably less elegantly than, than you did before, but assuming a lesson is a collection of, of materials and things people do that at the end of the day, um, gives somebody, um, 
a learning outcome that can be measured, right? right. That is really what we're, what we're after. But when we talk about measuring, then we, we have to talk about, well, how do you measure, right? And generally speaking, we measure with assessments. So yeah. we'll kind of start here. And uh, it's, yeah, and I guess just to reset, you know, the naming of things is, is so difficult because there's an inconsistency in the language. Um, there's words that have very specific meanings, but they might not be, they might also have alternate meanings in other contexts. I mean, you know, when we talk about core, uh, software development courses, anytime you say class, I'm like, wait a second, which class are we talking about? Right. Um, um, but, uh, just, just in general, and sometimes we're going to, I think as we do this, we may even have to invent words or maybe choose a less appropriate word only because, that less appropriate word doesn't have a lot of the meanings attached to it that might be confusing for people. Right. So anyway. Right. And, and we run into, and we've talked about this before, we run into the same thing with when we try to describe modality, right? So like some of those words have lost their meaning. Like what does online mean? Yeah. You know, it means 10, yeah. 10 different people. So, right. What so does a course mean anymore, right? Yeah. A course, yeah. I mean, it could be a 15 minute thing on Udemy or a 15 week thing in right. a face-to-face traditional environment. So. Right. So, so let's start with the, I, well, I hope, of course I'm delusional, but I'm hoping this, let's start with the easy one. Let's start with the uh, summative assessments. Um, summative summation assessment. We're assessing things. I mean, I think yep. Yep, if you just look at those two words, it's we're assessing something at the end. Yep. And we're, we're, and, and basically, right. That's the instrument that if we go back to that, that um, definition of a lesson, right? That's the measurement instrument, right? You've gone through the lesson. You've gone through all of the things that you do. You've read the material. You've participated in discussions. You've watched videos. You've asked questions. And at the end, right, this is the thing that, that measures the efficacy of the learning. Yes. And it is one of the things where I think the only place it really might get confusing, confusing is when you know, a lesson's summative assessment could potentially be a formative assessment for the module. But I think for what we're talking about, that, that single idea of a lesson, we call them summative assessments at the end of a lesson because that is by how we are going to measure the learning that should have occurred from the start. Right. Well, and whether and I, those things are transferred to the next module, that, that's a different story. Right. And, and I guess and the other thing I would put in there, too, is I, I think that there's a little bit different. Um, there, there's a little bit different nature, right? A summative assessment, generally speaking, I'm going to make I'm going to use broad strokes here. Right. But you get um, it, the, the point of that assessment is the measurement, whereas yeah. in many cases, the point of a formative assessment is the practice. Right. It, it, it's a formative assessment is more of a, of a learning tool. And a summative assessment is more of a measuring tool, although it's not a bright line between the two, right? Because you're still going to provide feedback on, on a summative assessment, right? Whether that is just a simple percentage, right. you know, somehow, some way, you're still going to get feedback on that. But the it is a culminating event versus a leading up to event. It is the ends by which all the other things are means. Right, right. And, 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 right. And, and the thing that's interesting about that, right, is that um, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with 
the the type of assessment it is, right? Whether it's a written test, an 100%. Essay, a quiz, a project, um, all of those things could be summative assessments or they could be formative, but it's really to your point, right? It's the it's the reason we're having the, the learner do this assessment. I think it's it's as we as we chunk things out, as we chunk things out, it is the thing that is the logical grouping of of, of some smaller parts, right? Um, I mean, it, let's let's stick with code. If you know, using variables and x plus y equals one or two, okay, great. But that's not enough of a a large enough chunk of being able to actually do produce real produce something, right? I mean, right. it's it's a it's again, it's a being able to manipulate variables is a means to an end versus an end, which might be the uh, writing a mortgage calculator or, or something to that effect. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So pretty straightforward, right? I, I, mean, I, I, think, I think so. I don't think, I think the biggest problem that we have is people just don't know what summative assessment means and we're not consistently using it in education to mean what it, what it means. Right. Right. I mean, we've got final exam. That's your summative assessment. We got um, test, right? Yeah. A test, which, a test to a summative assessment as a quiz typically would be to a formative assessment. Right. Kind of. <laughs> kind right. Of. And then you have, you know, midterm. Well, a midterm, it's, it's, it's summative for that part, but I mean, right. So we, and we sometimes use, you can resubmit it. Sometimes you can't right, depending exactly, on who you're instructing. Right. Yeah, so yeah. It, it depends, but right. So yeah, I think, I think it, part of it is, is usage. Um, and I think where we get into, um, I, I think, you know, in, in conversations that you and I have had about, you know, course design and instructional design, that kind of thing, it's the, on the formative assessment side where th things get messier and, and not necessarily in the formative assessment piece, but in all these other things we do, like, and we call them a million names, exercises, activities, practice, right? practice, right? All these things, what, what are those, right? And, you know, you know, I think you and I have talked about this before. Those things, right, um, should be formative assessments. They, they aren't always. But I think if you call them a formative assessment, it, it implies that there's some kind of feedback there, right? That I'm yes. going to do this thing, and then I'm going to get some feedback on it so that I can correct course. And that's the whole point of it. And, um, right. So versus... I, I think with a formative assessment, what you're trying to do is you're trying to identify, you're checking for understanding another, yep. another phrase that we've used. Um, but it is really just, again, I think you said it, that course correction of this is where you're at and this is what you need to focus on next to be prepared for the summative assessment. Right. Right. In all honesty, it's almost I think a self-efficacy tool, right? Like, hey, I'm I'm going to take this. I'm going to check where I'm at. The 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 instructor can also see where you're at, and together you can figure out where you need to go. I don't know if self-efficacy is is the right is the exact right term there, because it's an individual's belief in what they can do, not necessarily the reality of what they can do. For self-efficacy? Yeah, for self-efficacy self would be like, I, I believe I can do a good logo, even though I'm, in reality, I'm going to design a crappy logo. 
Gotcha. So there, there is a, there is a little bit of a, there's a difference. I think they're, they're definitely related, but there is a difference because I may think I'm really good at something. Um, and when my instructor looks at it, I'm not. Right. Well, right. But I, I guess, yeah. And then I guess, um, and maybe this is just cause I'm an engineer. I would look and say, oh, well, the data says otherwise. So I guess my belief doesn't count, but right. But yeah, I, I, mean, I believe I can fly. <laughs> until luck, I fly first, right? yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know, part of, you know, like what we've talked about, right. In, in some of these in, in courses, right. I mean, these, these terms don't mean anything. Like what does exercise mean? What does activity mean? They're used as synonyms, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, formative assessment is thrown in there. Um, so, I mean, you know, let's, let's explore that. So, and then homework is used as well. Like what is, what is homework? Is homework formative assessment? Is it assessment at all? Is it yeah. assessment, you know, well, okay, so let's, let's you know, we, we began with the end in mind with the summative assessment. Right. And those things we break out into smaller components um, that then we want to, you know, do formative assessment on. I mean, when we start at the beginning uh, of any measurement of learning, you can only measure something if you know where you're starting and where you're ending. Right. I mean, you can't measure just a single point in time. That's not a measurement. Um, so I think where we start is at the very beginning some type of measurement of where your learners are at. That's a formative assessment because you may not be giving direct feedback then, but it's definitely something that you're going to work into the feedback that you give throughout or how you as an instructor may manipulate the curriculum based on that information that you're collecting. So that could be a survey, could be, I think pre-test is a term that sometimes would get used, used there just to gauge where our learners are at. Right. Um, but is that really a formative assessment because we haven't done any level of instruction up until that point? Right. And, and I'll, I'll introduce another term just to cloud muddy the waters a little bit more. Right. It's for, for an instructor, right. It's almost a diagnostic, right. Yeah. Um, you know, just to, to your point, just to see where people are coming in. Um, but yeah, I, I, really, agree. I really think they're the best term is probably pre-assessment. I would say pre-assessment. I agree. Right. Okay. Sweet. That yeah, was easy. We're done. Let's go home. Yeah, we're done. Oh, wait, <laughs> all the girl stuff in the middle, but like, right. okay. So, so if I'm then going to start teaching you something or working with you on something, um, how am I checking for your understanding? And again, understanding being whether you're able to apply, whether you're able to discuss, explain all those blooms, things kind of fall under right. That global yep. term of understanding. Yep. How, how, what are ways that we can meaningful, meaningfully check for understanding? Is a discussion a formative assessment? I think it depends. Okay. Right. And, and what I mean by that, so you could have a discussion board, and so this is, you know, we, you know, I've talked about this, that those discussion boards were like, well, you have to post at least two things and, and blah, blah, blah. And you'll get your whole point. Yeah. Um, I would say that's not that particular thing is not a formative assessment because I can post gibberish in there. And if, as long as my name appears twice in the, in, in the, in the discussion chat, then I get a point. Right. I have no idea. Is what I said correct? Am I understanding things? I think I think formative assessment, like in, in, in the process of that discussion, if there's feedback, 
meaningful feedback, then I think it's a formative assessment. So, and this is where online and face-to-face -face get, get kind of weird, right? Because a face-to-face -face discussion is not usually graded, where an online discussion usually is. So is, does then that mean that formative assessments are things that we typically grade as a way to provide feedback? Well, see, I wouldn't because the, the, but the other thing is, is that typically, right, in a face-to-face, -face, that discussion, by its very definition, because it's a discussion or an exchange of ideas, there's feedback in that whole thing. Yeah. And even if you don't, the thing that's weird there, even if you don't actually participate in the face-to-face -face discussion, you're at, you're probably getting some feedback on the, oh, well, you know, Mike said this thing and I agree with him and in my mind. Right. And then the yeah. instructor says, well, you know, Mike, that's not quite right. It's I've gotten feedback on my belief. We could do a whole separate podcast on discussions and in, and in the engagement portion of discussions, but yeah, a hundred percent. Like, you know, uh, it doesn't make sense for me to ask the same question. Somebody, else. I wouldn't ask the same question or present the same information that somebody just presented in, the face-to-face -face right. environment, just just so I could get my, my points for for participating. Right. But but is then I mean is then that really an assessment though? I mean, because if we're having conversations, we're we're really assessing all all along the way, and and it might be difficult to as, truly assess what somebody learns in a discussion platform, which right. is why I think sometimes we fall into the essay model or the quizzes or the things that can be auto graded as forms of assessment. Right. Um, but I think, you know, if, if we really wanted to turn a discussion into a, if we really want to turn a discussion, whether a face-to-face -face or an online discussion into a formative assessment, uh, I think what we should probably do is require our learners to provide a summary of that discussion that would include some of their own, hey, after this whole discussion, now what do you think about these few things? Because then as an instructor, that discussion then was a means to an end of summarizing and kind of restating, re-clarifying my thoughts on, on the subject. And me as an instructor, if that was submitted, I could then give that individual feedback based on that. Right. And right. you could or, do that. You could do that even in an online class or I'm sorry, even in a face to face discussion where nobody was talking. Right. You could still make that happen. Right. No, absolutely. And that would require other people to pay attention and take notes because it was something that you were going to grade. Right. Well, and you think when we when, like when we did the boot camps, right. I mean, when we flipped the classroom and in the in, you know, in the morning, everybody came in, you know, we did stand up and then we did check for understanding. I would, I would classify that as a formative assessment because it guides, it guide, it guided the instructor to understand where there were holes in the learning as in the class as a whole. Now it might've been kind of a blunt instrument. It might not be a formative assessment specifically for Mike or specifically for Eric, but it was an overall formative assessment for the class to, you know, it's kind of a heat check, right. To see where, where everybody is as a group. So then if, okay, if that's the case though, then we have an adjective that we need to lop on the front. Probably. Graded, graded formative assessment and an ungraded formative assessment. True. Um, but I, I would almost think that that's, 
Well, it, it, I think that works as long as our definition of formative assessment always includes feedback. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then absolutely. Yeah. Right. Cause the, some of the feedback's graded and some of it's not. Well, but yeah, I guess you're right. Cause you could have an ungraded discussion and a graded discussion. And what sucks is so much of what we lop great grades onto are simply to make somebody do the work. Right. But um, that's another conversation yeah, as well. Yeah, for a different day. But I mean, because if we had ungraded, and it I think what we're talking about here with formative um, assessments more so than the others, well, no, even with the others, they're buckets, right? Like a formative assessment is not a thing into itself because there's, there's different ways to do it, right? Like discussion, quiz, essay, yada, yada. Um, so you could have a graded discussion and an ungraded discussion. So discussion would actually potentially fall in each of those. And again, you would have to use that, that, that prefix ungraded or graded. But the problem there is then people don't do things because they're ungraded. So anyway, words are no, I mean, and we, we ran into that and, and I think we ran into that at the boot camp, right? People would only do the practice things that we actually had them turn in where I think if we had our way, we wouldn't actually grade any of the formative assessments, but 100%. we would get feedback on all of it. Yeah. Because uh, it's not the grade, right? The grade, the graded, non-graded, other than motivation for the learner, you know, really there's no distinction there, right? That's just that all that's indicating is the way in which we gave feedback. Because now, the purpose the the purpose of the formative assessment is to prepare somebody for the summative. And I would rather spend the time giving written feedback to prepare them for the summative and the summative be what you actually get a grade on versus yeah, I, formative I would, stuff. Would even, and I mean, this is, I'm probably taking it too far, but I would almost even say that um, grades and formative assessments are harmful. How, why, why is that? I don't know that they add anything because grades by themselves are not useful in formative assessments because it's not feedback. Yeah. I don't know why I got a 60 on that versus a 70. So yeah. they're, a, they're, a, they're an indicator, but I don't know. And, and, and maybe it's an easy, you know, kind of thing, you know, an easy scale or whatever. But I mean, I think if you've given them good feedback on what they did right or did wrong, and how they worked on it is is does it really matter if they got if it was a C minus or a C plus or a D? I mean, they, we we've talked about where you're at and where you need to go, and I think that's the important piece. Right. Um, you know, do, do the grades. So because and here's why I would say they're they're not useful is because that's not what we want them. We don't want the learners concentrating on that. We want the learners concentrating on learning. And I think when you grade things, the grade becomes the end. For a lot, For a lot of people. Of people. Right. I mean, so that's why I say harmful. And I agree with you hundred percent. I just want to see what you would say. Grades are stupid. <laughs> Grades are the worst thing in the world. Right. I agree. Like I, agree. I could, because there's, they don't have any real meaning. Like you said, like I could get a C in the class because I turned in everything and did average. Mm -hmm. or it could have turned in half of the things and done exceptional on the stuff I turned in, but just decided not to turn right. Like by themselves, yeah. they mean they're, they don't, they're, they're a horrible comparative 
comparative thing. I don't think that's, they really, uh, we're not trying to compare with grades, right? We're actually trying to give learners feedback for growth where, from where they're at, not to measure them arbitrarily anyway. That's a whole nother podcast. Uh, yeah, grades. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think let's, let's, so, so the, the whole exercise practice activity, let's focus there for a second because I think that is one that, that gets a little crazy at at times, right? Yes. Because exercise as it's defined now is repetitive practice to grow. Yep. So some of our deliberate practice spaced repetition type things would fall underneath there, right? Um, now it, they exercises tend to be a measurement though. Like I can do 10 push-ups today and then 15 and 20 and 30. And, 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 and that's how I would measure growth with it. So I think exercises would be something that is meant to be repeated. If you're going to define it meant to be repeated and potentially measured. So like a quiz that would be, um, a quiz that you were allowed to take multiple times. Yep. Would probably fall under an exercise in my mind. Right. And if you're, and if you are, um, this, this say a skills-based, you know, thing, right? So say it's coding. Yep. Um, you know, this is a generalization, but it's probably going to be closer to a snippet of code, a small piece of code versus a program. Right. And, right. and, and a function, back to, a right, function. I'm going to write, I'm going to write a whole bunch of functions that use variables. It, it, right? Exactly. Or I'm going to declare a bunch of variables or I'm yeah. going to, you know, whatever. And again, this gets back to, you know, the analogy, right? I mean, exercise, right? Then you take that to, you know, physical fitness, right? And say, yeah. you know, whatever, training somehow, you know, exercises generally focus on like one muscle group or one muscle or whatever, right? And yeah, so it's, it's a means to an end. Um, also, like exercises, if we go take the music analogy, right? Exercises are like doing scales. Yeah. Nobody starts playing the guitar to play scales but it's a, it's a means to the end of being able to play songs. And if you skip leg day, everybody's going to know. That's right. <laughs> um, That's but so then with exercises, then how is an exercise different from a practice? Is practice a word that we should even consider here because it really means what exercise means. If you think, right. I think practice, I'm going to practice my free throws. Right. I'm going to so, be sitting there shooting and my coach is going to come by and tell me, no, put your elbow in a little bit. Yep. So I think practice is, um, I'm going to be very inarticulate with this, but practice is, is a group of things that you do, right? So it's maybe practice, like I'm going to go practice coding. I'm going, it means that I'm going to go do several exercises or, Hey, we're going to basketball practice. Like the idea is you're getting ready for a game, but you're going to break it down and you're going to do drills or exercises. You're going to do scrimmages, but you're going to stop and break it down, right? And you're, you're preparing. So, so maybe like, practices are activities because that's what we're talking about. Like, well, maybe practices are things that we do prior to tackling the summative well, assessment. But maybe practice, maybe we should just use practice as a verb. Okay. Maybe practice isn't a noun. Exercise is a noun. Right. And if you do a group of exercises, you're practicing. You're practicing. Okay. So practice isn't anything. Right. It's just, I mean, it's really. just the, the, it's, 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 it's the activity of doing some, 
right now all we have is exercises. That's all we've defined so far. Yep. But doing some exercises or other things that will get you closer to your learning goal. Cool. So right now we just have exercises. Now is exercise a subcomponent of an activity or is it a, is it a child of an activity or is it a sibling of an activity? It seems to me activity is kind of the, would be the parent. Yeah. It seems like activity is the umbrella term for what you do when you practice, right? If I'm going to practice something, I am going to do a series for perhaps one or more activities to get me closer to my, my learning goal. So let's stick with, with code again, because that's, you know, you and I, that's where we, we, we've grown up on, right? Yep. Is a code along, and for those of you who don't know, a code along is when the instructor is typing and the expectation is that the student learner is, is typing along with them. Is that, is a code along an activity? I would say yes. And that activity would definitely be different than an exercise. Because an exercise be would be, you need to go type these 24 sentences. I'm the instructor. I'm not going to code. I'm not going to do this with you because dear God, I've already done this, but you need to go practice typing this statement. Right. So, right. So, so, so say, right. It's an activity. So, you know, again, like, yeah, back to the, so it's an activity, but it's not, um, it's not an assessment. The code along. Right. Right. So not all activities are assessments, but some of them are. Is a code along even really an activity? Well, it is. I mean, because, I mean, I, I think it is because uh, think about it this way. What if you, you're, you're at basketball camp, right? And you're there with the coach. You've never shot a free throw. And, you know, the coach goes out there and shows you, you're, you're watching, and then you get to come up to the line, and the coach is going to be there right there, going to put your elbow in, going to set your hands for you, going to do the whole thing, and you're going to do it together, and he's going to help you push that off to, so you can understand what it is. And that is an activity. I mean, you're, you're doing something to get closer right. to your goal, right? So the code along is them showing you, and having, you know, I'm going to do this, you're going to do this. So it's, it's kind of like the, um, um, you know, I, I'm going to do this and you're going to watch. We're going to do this together. And you get to the exercises and the, you're going to do it and I'm going to watch. And then the, the summative assessment is you're just going to do it. Okay. I think I can buy that. We have to listen to this back and diagram it out. I think. I think this this definitely needs some diagrams. Notes, but um, this is gonna. Well, this is, and again, I don't think I don't think we're trying to solve anything here, right? We're just trying to make some some cases and work our way through this, and probably you know, humble listeners out there, if you'd like to uh, provide any any feedback, we'd definitely like to hear. I know that there's there are specific definitions in some of the ASTD trainings, stuff like that, for some of these things. But I think like, you know, we always run into these different scenarios especially when we're talking about software stuff it always seems to be edge cases pop up in in, in software training um absolutely but i think the the, the real uh you know if we were to put attributes here a little still more from software right like attributes like we we have elements um and then we're able to put attributes on them um you know feed feedback whether or not feedback is given 
is a huge part of it, right? Um, because in a practice, I may own, I may practice a hundred times and only get feedback on my last one. So that's where it gets a little weird for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, so I think there's different ways you can get feedback. Like for example, right. Um, let's, you know, go back to the analogy of, of the free throw shooting, right? Mm -hmm. I go in the gym and I'm going to, I'm going to get in the gym. The, the, the coach showed me how to do it. I'm really bad at it. I've never shot a free throw before. I'm going to get in the gym and I'm going to shoot a hundred. And the first day, I like, I hit the rim five times and I make one. Okay. That's pretty good feedback. I'm not good at this. Right. Cause the activity itself is providing feedback. The activity. Itself that's is interesting. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. but, but that's not truly, that's a part of feedback. And again, so like, re remember like when we did like coding bat things Yeah. where um, that's the kind of feedback where the exercise itself provides feedback, but the, the, the that's not sufficient because it doesn't tell you why yeah. you're not good at it. So then to your point, you have to come back in and your coach, like you said, with the last one, maybe your coach comes in on your last 10 and he's like, well, the reason you're, you um, aren't hitting the rim is because you're not facing the rim. Maybe you should turn around and try <laughs> shooting at the, at the right. I mean, yeah. there's feedback on like, wow, you're really doing this wrong. And, and, and yeah. so you, the exercises have some element of self feedback in them. But then you have to have, but it's, that's not truly, to me, a formative assessment. It's, to me, formative assessment always has some element of coaching, right? Okay, yep. Coaching, yeah. you know, like, like meaningful, like this, yeah, yeah, it's not that, oh, you're just doing that wrong. It's like, you're doing it wrong, here's why, and here's how you can correct it. Yeah. Yeah, because even lifting weights, right, there's feedback there because I... I can't physically lift any, I can't do this. I can't raise this bar again. Right. And that's not anything that's actually going to correct my form. Uh, right. form and that's the thing, right? If you, if you, if you, in a, you know, you could go out and, and if you do it wrong and you don't have somebody coach you up, then you start, I mean, you know, you start to injure yourself, you're, you know, you're, yeah. whatever you have bad form, same thing on, you know, I think we've talked about this before, right? I, I took a class one time on machine learning and I got my code to work, but I'm sure the code wasn't right. I mean, it was technically it got the right answer, but I'm pretty right. sure that that wasn't good code because it was a new language that I hadn't, that, I mean, I was just kind of learning on the fly. Right. And I didn't have that feedback on like, Hey, you got the right answer here, but this isn't the way that, that we do things in this language. You do things this way instead of that way. It's yeah. Mentoring that was, wasn't there. It was, it was kind of autograded. And so I got part of the way there, but I never felt really comfortable with that language because I was just kind of trial and error. Right. And it's like, well, I, you know, it, it works. I'm not sure that that's the right way to do it, but I got it. So a quiz could be either, right? A quiz could be a practice activity, practice exercise. Yeah. That you're not getting it. But then a quiz could also be a formative assessment if you are going to get that. Right. And like some of those sophisticated quiz engines, right, are, are you know, they can, they can do, you can, you can at least approximate the coaching um, with that, right? Like you got this wrong because, you know, C was the right answer because X, Y, Z. A and B were not the right answer because of this and that and the other thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you could, you know, with quizzes, they could be both. So, and I, yeah, cause so, so I think what we are really talking about, we're not talking about putting things into buckets, 
because that would mean a quiz would have to be one thing or another. It's honestly attributes of these things that are going to help us define them. Right? Yeah, and it's and it's it's almost the intent behind, right? Yeah, it's 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 the and it, the instrument itself can be. Yeah, the instrument itself could be. I mean, a, a quiz could be a, a summative assessment, right? Yeah, but we'd probably call it a test just to call it a test. Right, we would. <laughs> but I, I should say a series of multiple choice yes. questions could yeah. be a summative assessment, right? Yeah. It could be a formative assessment, and it could just be, it could just be um, an exercise. My brain hurts, dude. I know. This is, it's, yeah, me too. I, I mean, literally though, I mean, legitimately, I don't think anybody's going to ever come to like, oh, Ward and Vanderpool know exactly what they're talking about. This is exactly what we're going to use forever. But I think for our audience, right, it is having these discussions about what your institution is going to call things. Um, having those things written down, diagrammed out, even that's, I think the next step for us is kind of like looking at that as we start to talk about um, helping people to build uh, curriculum or the companies that we're working for building curriculum and then just making sure that we are holding people accountable for the language that they're using in the spaces that they're using them. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I think that, you know, my takeaway from today is right. That it goes back to what, uh, I mean, it goes back to kind of a, one of our baseline assumptions, right? We always begin with the end in mind, right? And so we did that with this. We started with summative assessments at the very end, right? And that was fairly mm -hmm. easy to talk about. As we talked about these other ones, I think, so here's, here's my takeaway from this, is that generally we, we play fast and loose with the terms across, you know, yeah. colleges, schools, whatever. But we tend to equate the instrument with the instrument's purpose. And I think that's where the mistake, that's where the big mistake is made. What we need to do is ask ourselves, what do we want out of this activity? And then we can go from there and say, is this an exercise? Is it, um, you know, it, it, what, what is this activity? It, it, you know, and, and what's the point of it, right? Yeah, 100%. How is this? Like a code along is an activity. Uh, the, the, the intent is not to test anything. It's, it's like, you know, I use the learning how to ride a bike thing. It's right. like putting your kid on a bike, barely putting their feet on the pedals and just getting them to kind of understand what it's like to be on two wheels while you hold it up. and Right. It's to give them that sensation or whatever. We're not testing. We're not assessing. We're not doing anything. We're, we're getting them familiar. Right. It's, it's yeah. a way to introduce a topic. So, I mean, I think you always have to look at what is the intent of this activity that you're having them do. And then you can classify it. Right. It's classified by its intent not by the instrument. And as an activity, it is something that the learner is doing other than just watching or listening. Yeah, exactly. Right. A whiteboard session would be an activity. Yes. Right. It's something there's, there's, I mean, not to be, I mean, just obvious with it, right. An activity means you're active. Right. But, but, but you, you could think you're active taking notes, but that's not, not, not that's for the right. activities. Yeah. Here's the other thing, just to throw a wrench in it, and, and then we'll just and then we'll walk away. I'll, I'll just like throw a grenade in the room. Yeah. An activity, um, I mean, a, a summative assessment is an activity as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so they're not. So, so well, activities might be practice, but they might not be practice. And we didn't even get into it in class. 
out-of-class activities. Right, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so I, I, think it, I think my biggest takeaway from this is it's not about buckets. It's about attributes. Yep. It's about graded, intent. ungraded, feedback. Yep. Yeah, and, and all that goes back to, like you said, intent of why am I doing this? Why are we having, why are we having our learners do this? And if there's not a good reason... Right. Or if you can't identify the reason, then, then it may be what we call term of art busy work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause I've got an hour and a half to fill in dear God. I don't know what else to do. Exactly. So which everybody loves. Yeah. But, and, and I will say, I, I think we've honed in at least working definitions for now, right? Pre-assessment, which helps. Yep. Right? We've talked about um, activities. We've talked about exercises and then we've come to the term that that practice is a verb. Yeah. Um, and I think that helps. And then we've we've kind of gone through the classical definition of summative assessment. And I think we have a pretty good definition of formative, where it involves some kind of feedback, but generally more than just you got it right or wrong. It, there's some kind of coaching involved there. Yeah, right and wrong isn't. I mean, it's feedback, but there's got to be a better term for. I mean, there's got to be a better term. I agree. I mean. But it can't just be that you, you answered four out of 10 questions correct. That's not, that's not formative feedback. Yeah. Um, because you don't know why. And so you I can't mean, force correct from that. I mean, instead of feedback, it's probably guidance. Feedback would be yes or no, true or false. Right. But true guidance, assessments give, give you guidance, guidance. Yeah. on how to course correct and get better. Yeah. Get closer to your learning objectives. Okay, I'm gonna stop there because we said something. I think we, we said something, said something profound. Something <laughs> <laughs> go at this point. <laughs> yeah, this this naming stuff, I and mean, we could we could probably talk about this all day long. But that's cool because we like to talk. We do. That's good. Well, this is helpful to me. Hopefully, it's helpful to it's helpful to other people as well. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure we get this written down in uh, the book on the responsive book. learning experience design. Right on. Cool. All right. Until next time. All right. Take care, Mr. Ward. All right. Bye.